0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Fearless Generations
2: with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox.
1: Hello, and welcome to Fearless Generations. Twelve Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are finishing up. Step 11, which is passion with a little integration. And as we start always, let's introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. Glad to be here. We are (laughs) glad you are here, too.
0: Um,
1: We love talking the 12 steps. And as we have told you and we will continue to tell you that these 12 steps were developed by Rhonda Britton the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about her or these steps, please go to fearlessliving.org and you can find out more about her and all the things that she offers there. And you'll, you'll also, if you go into the coaching page, see a picture of us. As well as our next guest coach, who is Trish March. How are you doing tonight? I'm
2: doing wonderful, and I'm also
1: excited to be here with you, ladies. Well, we we're so excited you. you're here. That's why we have you come every month. Mm. Yes, well, it's <laughs> nice to be
2: back. I can't believe this month is almost is almost over.
1: I know I can't time is just going Crazy and wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Trish. Our audience hasn't heard yet your definition of passion or your number one tool um, to access passion. So how about we have you start the night off with a little of that? Okay, great. Well,
2: I don't know whether I have an exact definition for passion. I think um, probably the biggest thing for me is that, you know, passion is a thing that you're going to feel when you're in alignment or when you're feeling you're working on your true calling or, Something is you're, you know, you're following the right path because there's something innately innate inside of you that is just going to be ignited by, you know, whatever direction you're heading. So that's passion for me. And, uh, you know, I, passion is something that's very important to me. And I talk to my clients about it a lot, but I I think the one thing that's come up for me in the last few days is that I'm talking to my family about it a lot because my, I have a couple of my nieces that are going to college this year for the first time or maybe even the second year and just, you know, talking to them about, you know, what's, what they're passionate about, what, what's driving them, what's, what's engaging for them, what possibilities they have. So, you know, talking to them about what, what could be happening for them in the future and, you know, having them work to experience different things to really find out where their passion is. I think that's gonna a key thing, you know, to motivate anybody. Right? like, where is your passion? What are you passionate about? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a, a what are bit we off the, you actually the, passionate about? Passion for I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry, go ahead. No,
2: go, no, ahead. go ahead. I was saying, I know it a little home? bit. of... <laughs> <laughs> One of you be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just saying that I did. Little bit off the co- the coaching track but you know you know it is coaching I'm coaching my my nieces so you know it's it's part of it all because passion is so prevalent you know and that's really the key thing the key driver in, in success for many people so um, and it's really going to help keep people motivated moving towards change which is what these 12 steps are all supporting people through so um, passion is a is a key driver for me so I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Sorry about that. But the little time delay it kinda of messes us up a little. But um I was asking what is what is one tool that you use to um to discover that that you said that, you know, ignites or whatever. How do you ignite it or how do you discover what it is? Right.
2: So I think the most important thing is, is that, you know, when I'm asking, when I'm working with clients and even when I was working with my nieces, you know, asking them to think of a time when they felt full of passion or they felt so excited about something that, um, you know, that they were going to be doing or that they were going to be exploring or getting into. And, uh, you know, having the awareness of that feeling and, and how that shows up for them in their life, it's going to be, a a really helpful tool in helping them understand um, passion moving forward, right? Because raising that awareness, which is, you know, our first step, you know, you have to know what that feeling is for around what your passion feels like in order to understand what it is when you experience it later on. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the really foundational things I do with my clients and, of course, with my nieces is, like, you know, what is passion? How does it feel for you? And, you know, where have you experienced that in your life? Like, you know, what, what, what's been, what have you been doing or what's happening for you when you're, when you felt like that? And I think, you know, having that diagnostic tool or having that familiarity with that feeling really helps them understand when it comes up and will help them understand, you know, so that they can recognize passion and, you know, be able to identify it for themselves, and you know, know what's making them happy, what's igniting them, what's what's you know, making them feel creative or you know, supported or really powerful. So, mm-hmm. I think having that awareness yeah. and have, understanding what passion looks like for them.
1: Yeah, that's a great a great way. Um, this month we've been talking about what our passions have been throughout different areas of our life and we found it kind of interesting those passions that we had maybe when we were five or or six or something like at that very early stage of life that maybe we're not doing exactly that but that there is a component still within our lives that embodies um that that young desire is there anything for you something that you wanted to be when you were in kindergarten that you see that there's a component of that that's in your life right now.
2: Um, well, that's a pretty interesting. That's a pretty interesting topic, actually. I um, I have to say, when I was in second grade, I fell in love with rocks. And you know, I lived near farms, and one of the areas they were developing putting houses, and I used to get my little wagon, and I'd go and pick up these really big boulders and come back and bring them to the, my hat to my. To the garage, and my dad would be like, "What do you do with all these rocks?" And I remember I would line them up around the outside of the garage. <laughs> so I had a ton of them. Um, and the way that shows up for, in my life now is that I do healing work, and and part of that is working with stones and crystals. And so my love for for rocks has really carried through my entire life, and now I have a ton of awesome rocks and all different colors, size, shapes, and colors all over my house. And, um, you know, I can, I work with them with clients. I, I use them for healing, you know, so there's um, that's a definite uh, something that came out when I was a child that, you know, has always stayed with me.
1: That's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Terry, what What has been coming up for you during the discussion so far tonight? Well, I think
0: like we just we have been talking about this whole month is that when you look at your own personal growth as you've matured and and taken different made different choices and taken different paths and experimented and been willing to be open to possibilities, there's always a a kernel or a uh, like a line that That has continuity in your life Just like um, Trisha's talking about Rocks and stones and Gems and how that's turned out to be A really important part of her work and Of her own personal healing And with her clients as well And I talked last week About how um, I I've always loved Learning and Teaching and when I was in kindergarten I announced to my mother that I would be A teacher and I never really wanted to be anything else. When I was teaching kindergarten, I used to uh, I used to ask my little kindergartners what they wanted to be, and it was usually a cowboy, a fireman, um, <laughs> you know, or a policeman, or an astronaut, or a dinosaur. I mean, they all had these ideas of what they wanted to be, and it would be really fun now, when we're talking about this, to be able to go back to them and see how that played out in their lives as well. But as I've grown, and as I've pot and, and uh, have this appetite for learning, I kind of discovered a few years ago when I, when I had retired from teaching as a full-time profession that there was still that same passion. I still had that same hunger, that desire to be learning something new. So I would always find a new thing to, to try to do and a new uh, landscape to try to master and a new, you know, a new subject to uh, research. And so I kind of landed on just when we were talking this month about passion that my passion really is learning and it doesn't matter what the what the topic is it's the the endorphins the thrill that I get from learning something new and then being able to share that with someone else which is where the teaching comes in and uh so that was kind of an interesting little journey for me as we've, as we've talked about passion. I've often said I'm a lifelong learner, but I didn't really equate that with, with that being what brings me that, uh, that alignment and that ignition that Trish was talking about is learning new things and then sharing them with others, which is, you know, kind of the dual um, faces of the passion of teaching. But I, I kind of think the kernel is learning And uh, Mm -hmm. just that that's what really, really ignites my soul. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. I I think that the more clear we can be of what it, what's at that root of of what makes us passionate can really open up our, our view and the possibilities of how we can um, find time to be passionate about those things. Um, You know, like for me, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a Broadway star. Now, that's not what I am, but there is an aspect of that that I feel like I still have in my current life and that I encourage others to do as well, which is be seen and to be doing what it is that you love um, on a a big enough scale that you are seen doing it. And I think that... um, you know, when you really get to the, to the core of it, then it, it's something that you can do regardless if you're doing that specific thing. Like how Terry is no longer an in-the-classroom teacher, but she can still access her passion through um, learning new things and sharing those things with others. She doesn't have to be in the classroom with little kids, you know, staring up at her to be able to um, facilitate that passion inside herself. I don't have to be on a physical stage to be able to ignite that passion within myself, you know? Um, so I just think that that's really uh, an important way of looking at it. You may not be doing exactly what that is that you wanted to do when you were a little kid, but there's some aspect of it that has continued on with you because that's really what your passion is. And if you're creative um, and brainstorm with a really creative person, then uh, you can find different ways to be able to access access that in your day to day life without actually doing that thing or um, that you dreamed of or being that that you know superhero that you wanted to be or, or whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that goes along with my my basic belief is that we all have we were we all came to the earth with a a set of skills and a set of, uh, maybe it was a set of passions that we, you know, we all have unique qualities and gifts that we are, that we're given. This is my belief system. And, uh, you know, probably those are, are very much in alignment with our passions.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, I can see that. Hmm. So what do you think
2: my skill set is
0: around rock?
1: <laughs> no, I, I love that. <laughs> well, it's a
0: connection. I, I mean, there, yeah, I don't know if you've ever studied uh, Howard Gardner's uh, multiple intelligences, but one of his intelligences, which I consider gifts or spiritual, pro, you know, proclivities is the environment and nature. And yeah. uh, that very well could be one of your, your gifts is to be able to connect to, uh you know to the power and 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 the you know the healing powers and the emotional and and uh powers that the these rocks i don't just like to call them rocks there <laughs> you know, <they're laughs> more than just rocks but these these uh entities have and you're connected to that and you understand that and that's a gift, and you share that gift with others and um you know, I feel that's really, really a, a wonderful gift to be able to share.
2: Thank you, my dear. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just yeah, joking. I think... I, and I do have a ton of passions. I just, you know, many of those I didn't have experience with when I was younger. But,
1: you right. know, there's a
2: yeah. lot of things um, that I feel pretty passionate about. And coaching is definitely one of them. And I, I feel like it's a real gift to me that I, you know, found that I have that passion. Um, mm-hmm. And was to uncover that because it's been an amazing transition both for me personally and as well as to see the support and change or as well as to support my clients and witness their change and support them through their processes. So
1: very passionate about coaching. Yeah. 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 I I think the connection is a good thing that Terry said, that your connection to the energy or to the earth or to – Um, other people's energy um that's you know something that that you have definitely been given and i think that it's important that we kind of look at those um now that terry has mentioned it we look at our talents you know those things that just come naturally to us that we don't really have to work too hard um at seeing or doing and saying okay i you know, this comes really naturally to me. This comes pretty easy to me. What is it about this thing that I could plug into and uh, support others with it? Um, you know, just kind of... I think, so, of yeah, I, I, that just sparked another thought for me was that
0: sometimes those gifts and those talents and those passions that we have, though, are, are like our feelings. They get stuffed down. They get... um we insulate them with fear and we don't uh, step out and and shine and and share our talents and our, our passions. And that's one thing that coaching, um, you know, did for me when I went into the coaching program and I was coached myself and then having that capacity to help others to, you know, be able to connect to their feelings and to live their, live the life their soul intended as Rhonda says, then releases and gives them permission to feel and experience their passion, and that I think that's another really um amazing gift that we're able to give our clients is the unleashing of those passions and the permission to uh get rid you know to just let the fear fall away and be whom we were intended to be, whom God created us to be, yeah, yep, that's beautiful.
2: I love how we're using these passion words, like unleash and ignite. <laughs> like <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it really drives home like how, how exuberant we are and how passionate we are about these topics and about coaching and and change, right? Like that's yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Think- everybody everybody should have a coach and everybody should go through fearless living because that's really at the crux of of the program is i think Rhonda says you know is to live the life your soul intended and if we come to the earth with our soul filled with these talents and passions and we don't know how to unleash them and release them because the fear that's built up in in us from all different circumstances in our lives then we can't live that life because we fear is keeping us from doing it
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've, since I found through this living, I have told everyone that everybody needs it. So I totally, I totally agree. And that's one reason why we do this podcast. We, you know, we want to share this information with uh, as many people as possible. And we felt that this was the way that we could, um, that we could do that. And we hope that you, that you as listeners are sharing it as well so that people can really learn about these different principles and to begin to live a life that their soul has um, wanted to live, and one, hopefully, with less fear. Um, you know, this is, this is something that has definitely changed all of our lives, and we um, are very passionate about sharing it with others. Yeah,
2: and I, I wanted to say that I, you know, I had passion before I started using or started going through Fearless Living or working with the Fearless Living Institute, but I had so much fear in my life that it really tarnished that passion or, you know, I didn't have, it wasn't as robust or as fulfilling or as joyful um, prior to, you know, Fearless Living because I, that fear was, that gonna be small, it was, It was crunching me down so that, you know, those those moments of passion that I'd had for years and years and years started to be less frequent and less, um, I don't know, less exuberant. So, you know, fearless living and using the tools and skills that I learned through the program and through working with coaches just has you know, allow that passion to come forward and to just fill up my space and my life and and all the little nooks and crannies that used to be filled with fear, um, so that I'm living a, a much more dynamic existence, right? Like that's the the most important thing I can say is that it's a dynamic existence and and fear's not gone totally, you know, it still comes up and it still you know has its little claws in me, but you know, now I have more skills, and I'm able to deal with it better, and, you know, my passion continues to flow, and I find new passions all the time, so
0: yeah. it's
2: definitely changed my life, and uh made it, you know, much more
0: dynamic, mm-hmm. so I feel really blessed. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think, well, it's, it's kind of like how fear, like I teaching kindergarten, I taught kindergarten for about 20 years, and, um, when little little kids come to school, they're just so uninhibited and they're just amazing, and they'll say whatever's on their mind, and they just you know they just are full of um curiosity and i I love that about them, but you'll watch them progress through school and you'll see how how they start to pull back that curiosity they start to insulate themselves with. Uh, you, you know, they get hurt. Their feelings get hurt. Something happens to a friend, changes friends. And, and they start to insulate themselves with fear. And they they kind of go into their little cocoon. And so some of the passion and the curiosity and the love of life that they had when they were little starts to diminish. And I think that's what, what you're saying as well. We we have that passion. But with fear, whenever we get... Um, disappointed or we feel rejected or we feel ignored, we'll start to pull back and become smaller. And Kelly's whole idea of of visibility and helping people to become visible and be seen again is really a way to shuck off that fear and be able to live your passion and your purpose and to be your true self. And so I think we all go through that. We have the passion. We express it. It gets you know, we get beat down a little bit, then we start to doubt ourselves, we get triggered with fear, and we'll, we pull back. And I think that's what fearless living can do is help you to be aware that that's what's happening. Be aware that fear is just trying to protect you from being discouraged and disappointed and rejected. But you in order for you to grow and be whom you were intended to be, you have to break through that fear and get back out there and be curious and willing and surrendering to the, to the process and the possibilities. And that's what these 12 steps can help us to do is to just, you know, get rid of that uh, crippling fear that's holding us back. Yeah. Amen.
2: That sounded beautiful.
1: (laughs) We can just end the show on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are down to just a few more minutes though. So Trish, is there anything that you would really like to share with our listeners? Like, if they would only, if they only heard one thing tonight, what would that be? I think um, I would like to share that, you know,
2: passion is such an important part of your journey, right? Whether it's figuring out, you know, what you're passionate about and living it, or you know, about, you know, change or Transition that's happening in your life and what your next steps, what your what your possibilities might be, having the passion for that so that you can keep moving forward, and that you're not allowing fear to pull you back. So, um, I just want to encourage all the listeners to, you know, find your passion and and figure out what your next steps are to continue to live in that passion or to continue to have that passion in your life, so that you can. You know, live a dynamic existence as well, and you can just continue on moving forward and just gaining more and more momentum um towards your future and all the possibilities that lie therein,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, and I love how you keep saying dynamic existence. I'm gonna have to remember that one mm. <laughs> okay, Terry, how about you?
0: Yeah, I think I I just think it's all it's all been said that we all have the capacity to recognize our own passions and there's not just one passion in our life but there's you know there're different things that allow us to to feel that 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 igniting energy that uh just gets us going and keeps us moving and um wanting to do to do more to be more to uh serve more, whatever it is that, that moves us to, to continue to grow and to stay on that pathway and recognizing that our passions are unique, our gifts are unique, and we all have something to contribute to this world to make it a better place. And I think that's, that is a, a universal passion of people who do this kind of work is that they want the, to make the world a better place for, the, for the, all of humanity so that we can learn Mm -hmm. to live together, love together, and uh, make this world a peaceful and joyful place for
1: everyone. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you, both of you. You, Well, Terri, obviously, you uh, bring so much to the show, and I love doing this show with you. And Trish... Um, we thank you for being here with us. Every, you know, on the fourth Monday of every month this year, we only have one month left to the to the year of Fearless Generations, and we're excited to be moving on next month to our twelfth step, which is love. And I think that's really what it all comes down to: um, is being passionate and fueling that that uh, love that we have for our life and for the things that we um, put around ourselves, what, what we, um, what we surround ourselves with and so that we can have a life that's more full, that's more enjoyable, that um, dynamic, <laughs> that is um, just full of everything that um, makes us happy. Because I really feel that we are here to be happy. Um, this life is supposed to be Yes, a life of, of learning and growing and, and challenges and and all that, but it's also supposed to be a life where, the, where there's happiness. And I feel that when we are exploring and pursuing those things that we're passionate about, that happiness will follow. So we thank you, everyone, for being here with us. We thank you, Trish, and uh, we thank you, listeners, for coming back each week. We ask that you continue to do so. And share this with someone that you love so that they might be more passionate about their life as well. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Good night, ladies. Love you.
0: Good night. Good
1: night.